Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. I have a very special episode for you this week. I'm interviewing Caitlin Maloney, who is a cycle syncing coach and menstrual health educator out of Canada. She is Consciously Kate on Instagram and TikTok, and we've got a fun conversation for you. All right. I am excited to be welcoming Caitlin to the podcast. So we have two Caitlins today. Um, she's known as Consciously Kate on Instagram, and she's a cycle syncing coach and menstrual educator. And I'm excited to talk all things cycle syncing and menstrual health today. I'm going to pass it over to her to give a little bit more of an introduction. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a cycle thinking coach and a menstrual cycle educator, and I love the intersection between productivity and creativity in the menstrual cycle. So I teach women and menstruators how to kind of harness the power of their menstrual cycle in a way to um, to approach productivity from from a more sustainable pace, really listening to our bodies and um, also applying it to our creative projects. And of course, then I also teach women menstruators how to, you know, um, thrive within their menstrual cycle and not only just survive, you know, how to feel our best so that we can kind of go after all of our big, beautiful dreams. I love that. And it's, it's so true that we as women, as menstruators have a more unique path to achieving those goals than what is kind of laid out for us typically. Um, I really love that. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got to this space? Is this something that you're always tuned into or is it something you started to learn later on? Yeah, absolutely not. I um, was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school until I was in grade eight. And they, of course, didn't teach me much of anything about the menstrual cycle. Of course, they, you know, showed the diagram of the, of the, the, you know, the reproductive organs. But I feel like it was really, here's your period, you're going to get it every month, tampon pod, never have sex, and you'll be good. Um, and I was very disconnected from my body for a really long time. Um, I truly believe that my purpose on earth is to heal my relationship to my body. If you, if you're into astrology, um, I have a Capricorn moon and it literally says your purpose is to heal your relationship to your body. So I take that very seriously and then I, I heal and then I hope to heal, uh, help to heal other people's relationships with their bodies as well. Um, but yeah, I it, honestly, it's only been in the last five years that I've fully started to understand the menstrual cycle. I think I was listening to a podcast, uh, like the Almost 30 podcast, mm -hmm. if you've heard of it, and um, just was so fascinated by it. So I decided to come off the pill after like years and years of, you know, healing my relationship to diet culture, healing my relationship to exercise. Um, and it really felt like the last kind of pillar um, towards truly coming home to myself and, and having a loving relationship to my body instead of absolutely hating it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then I got um, trained in women's health and here I am. That's so great. I love that. And I, for me, it's also been about the last five years and I, um, 
look back and wonder how my life might have been different if I had ha been equipped with this knowledge earlier on, because similar to you, I didn't go to um, a parochial school as in public school, but in fifth grade, it was the same thing. The girls and boys got separated. Uh, they basically were like, hey, do you know what's going to happen? Here's a pad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're I like, know. whoa, what? I know. I know. Um, and, and I feel like um, even like we learn it, at, what, when we're 12 or something like mm -hmm. that, when kids these days, they can get it as young as eight. So we're not preparing anyone for anything menstrual related. Yeah, it is. It is pretty wild how that um, like age range has changed. And yes. Um, even thinking, as you say that, you know, there could be a third grader that has her period and then her best friend might not even understand what that is until she's 13 years old, 14 yeah. years old. Um, so being, I think part of, and you mentioned healing your relationship with your body and obviously you on that mission is a, such a great example to other women in the world. And I feel Similarly, I don't have a Capricorn placement, but I do feel that my <laughs> purpose is to, uh, you know, share this knowledge in some way for other women to be able to really empower themselves and then pass it on to the younger generations, because that is where the real healing of all of this, like, dysphoria around mm -hmm. our bodies is going to happen. Yeah. It, the education of young women yeah. is severely lacking. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I actually have a story. Um, my, I was chatting to my mom and my aunts the last week and they were telling me how much they loved my work because when they were kids, they didn't receive any type of education and found out that my grandma had needed to get a hysterectomy and there's like a lot of menstrual issues in my family. And it's so funny that like, I was not told that mm -hmm. <laughs> it's because they just thought it was normal. And so it's interesting to see how the through the generations, um, it's shifting and changing. And, and it actually brings me a lot of hope that we're talking about this today and how how wonderful it, if we ever choose to have kids or the people that do have kids, how um, the relationship to the menstrual cycle will shift from such a young age. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you bring up kind of a point there where like you don't really get a lot of this knowledge or you didn't get a lot of this knowledge from your mother. Um, and similarly, I, I didn't either. <laughs> I remember when I first got my period, she handed me one of those, uh, uh, OB tampons that doesn't have mm -hmm. an applicator. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was like, uh, -uh. <laughs> and I can't use this. Um, and the more, when I first started learning about a lot of this stuff, it did bring up a little bit of resentment for me of like, how, like, how can I not know this? It's so like, if this is my biology, but on the other side of the coin, they don't know it either. Oh, like no. she didn't have this knowledge to pass down to me. So that's where we really have to break through these barriers that have been built to really shout it from the rooftops yes. that, you know, <laughs> there is something different about your body as a woman. And it's not something to be shameful or to feel mm -hmm. shameful about, but something to embrace and to use to your advantage. Um, and I really loved what you said in your introduction about how you kind of have this intersection of productivity and creativity. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear a little bit more about, um, how you started to work that into your cycle and how you kind of share that with clients. Yeah. So before I started cycle thinking my entire business, which I have the luxury to do so because I run my own business, 
I was controlled by overwhelm. I was controlled by anxiety. I would like sit down and try to put my website together or, you know, try to make an offering and be completely overwhelmed and have a breakdown. Honestly, my my partner, he can tell you how many nights <laughs> were spent crying because I was like, I just can't do this. But when I started to practice cycle syncing and to I you know it's just experimenting try one workshop and see how it goes and it it honestly fully transformed how I approach my work how I approach productivity and business so instead of feeling like I'm an anxious overwhelmed mess all of the time which I'm not (laughs) maybe only near the end of my period near near the start of my period I was able to use my menstrual cycle as a powerful tool to to be able to be um, creative and visible and to, you know, use my menstrual cycle in a way that makes me feel empowered to put my my offerings out there and feel confident around them. Um, and, you know, I, I work primarily. Um, a lot with creative entrepreneurs um, and how they can kind of schedule launches or, um, you know, schedule their their month in a way that actually um, helps them not only use their high energy times, but also how to use their low energy times and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's especially because we live in this society where it's this 24 hour clock, you go to work from nine to five, Monday through Friday. And that's how you're supposed to operate. That's how you're supposed to be productive. And it can feel so, um, I guess, overwhelming as a woman, there's like a couple weeks where you feel like you're on top of the world and you've got this. And then the next week comes and you just can't seem to keep up with things. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know for me, before I started to learn about all of this stuff, I would just constantly be like, what's wrong with me? You kind of internalize that problem. And then once you realize that there's something within you, I like to call it like a blueprint of like how you can, you can operate. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, there is this other way to do things, but then on the other side of the coin, you know, you said you're so fortunate as an entrepreneur to be able to cycle sync your business. And I feel the same way. Uh, you also have to kind of be bold enough to commit to it and own it and trust that it's going to work. Um, You know, not everybody has the luxury to, Mm -hmm. you know, go all in on this, but even if you're, you know, going to take a couple steps to kind of start to sync cycle sync your life, uh, Mm -hmm. it can make a huge difference. Are there any um, small steps that you uh, suggest somebody take when they first get started? Yeah, I always say, especially in in relation to productivity and creativity, it's like start small, start with like one project. Say you want to start a newsletter or, you know, maybe you don't run your own business and during ovulation, you, um, you know, you um, offer to run a meeting or to like take a more leadership role. Um I find that a lot of people get stuck when it comes to cycle syncing because they think that we have to go all in all at once. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, how am I going to transform my entire life when it doesn't have to be like that? It can be really those small changes that are actually um, 
actionable um, rather than just being like, oh, I got to do my food, exercise, work, relationship all at once. So what are those small ways? Yeah, and it can be just one project, um, taking a leadership role when you're ovulating, but it can also be like, okay, when I'm in my luteal phase, I'm not going to also add on social events or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to really make sure that I'm really nourished and going to bed um, during my period. If I know that I have a busy day ahead of me, it's like that I don't expect our lives to be perfect and perfectly cyclical because they're Mm -hmm. not because we live in a patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are the ways that we can support ourselves? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And starting small is such a great idea. I know I like, I was so excited by the idea of cycle syncing when I first uh, started kind of diving into this realm, but it was also overwhelming because I wanted to be so perfect about it. So I'd be like, okay, I need to like flip through this book. Like what should I be eating? And like, what, what activity should I be doing? And how can I like adjust this? And then you end up spending so much time, like worrying about it, that it kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, so I love a more natural, uh, approach with more ease. And, you know, I think it kind of comes down to just really getting closer with yourself and trusting your intuition and listening to what your energy is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that there is a lot more stock that we should be putting in that <laughs> as women yes. than we have been for a long time. Um, but coming back to our cycle, coming home to our cycle really, um, mm-hmm. is so illustrative of that. And I think that maybe for some women that are listening, that are still on birth control, you, you mentioned something before that really stuck out to me as well, that you had been on this healing journey and you kind of realized that coming off of the pill was the last step. And similarly for me, like I had gone in my holistic health journey, I was working on my mental health and my skin as well. And I had an IUD and I just, I felt like I couldn't make any more progress. And it, it's a scary like ledge to step off of when you've been reliant on it for so long. Um, but that can be like the game changer when it comes to really feeling uh, fulfilled in your, in your body and yourself with your cycle. Do you have any advice for anyone who's kind of thinking about taking that next step? And getting off of the pill? Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself grace give yourself time. Um, I think that a lot of people, A, okay, I, first of all, um, especially in the climate that we're in, we really listen to yourself and decide if it's the right time for you, um, especially if you're in a state that, that you know, um, if something does happen, do you have that choice? Do you have that agency? And then, um, give yourself grace, give yourself time, because if you do come off the pill, don't expect your period to be perfect overnight. Don't expect it to come back right away, especially if you've had issues beforehand. Um, because, you know, being on the pill, it's kind of like a bandaid. It's not actually getting to the, the root, unfortunately, of the problem. So, you know, uh, give yourself three months and see how you feel. And if, you know, if your period and your cycle is, you know, giving you any problems, you can always um, access a, a trained professional in the menstrual cycle space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Quitting cold turkey is not not necessarily the best way to go. Um, and unfortunately, we don't. It's handed out so 
uh, much. I like, I always think of it being handed out like candy because <laughs> it's so easy to get a birth control prescription. I remember when I first went in to request one, I was so nervous about asking. I thought I was going to get like the sixth degree interrogation and they were like, okay, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh. yeah. I didn't get any. Okay. <laughs> but they don't tell you any of the side effects, how it can affect your, you know, maybe you should take a multivitamin. Do you mm-hmm. have a history of anxiety or depression? None of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, on the flip side of that coming off of birth control can really cause some havoc in your body. So you really want to prepare yourself, uh, and have a plan to move forward. Definitely. (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Especially because birth control can, um, leave you deficient in, in, you know, so many vitamins and minerals. Um, so maybe do a little bit of research before to prepare your body for the transition. It'll make things a lot easier. Absolutely. And I think that on whether you're on hormonal birth control or not, we kind of talked about this earlier about just being complacent or accepting of symptoms that are not necessarily normal, that we don't necessarily need to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether you're on the pill or not, if you have a painful period, or if you're dealing with a lot of digestive issues, like it's not normal, Mm -hmm. you don't have to live like that. And that's, um, you know, the biggest thing that I try to share with women is that you yeah. don't have to suffer. <laughs> like yeah, that is not, uh, you know, a full way of living. If you're feeling like you're suffering in your body or you're a victim to your body. Yeah. My, um, the, the videos on TikTok um, is where I, where I hang out the most on social media. The videos that go viral the most are always ones about like people going into depressive spirals um, near their period, whether they realize it's related to their period or not. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's, I always get comments like we only have one good week a month, you know, that kind of thing. And uh-huh. it's like, I wish people knew that that wasn't normal and that mm-hmm. you know if that is happening to you you there's definitely ways that you can support yourself because that's something that I used to struggle with when I was on the pill I was very like I was on anxiety and depression medication um very anxious came off and it actually for me it got better mm-hmm. um, when I came off especially because estrogen um, can help you feel so you know unstoppable mm-hmm but I do have to be so consciously aware of when I'm in my luteal phase because I do have tendencies to, um, for my depression and anxiety to flare up during that time. So, you know, if you're listening and you do struggle with that, know that there are things that you can do to can kind of release that tension that you might feel near your period. Yeah, absolutely. And I, similarly, I know I usually get a day or two, um, before my period where it just really hits me and I feel low energy and you start, it's kind of that same thing we're talking about before where you internalize it and you start to feel bad about yourself and, you know, just go on that downward spiral instead of just asking like, what do I actually need right now? Yeah. So do you have any tips for that time of the month on how to really nourish yourself and kind of combat that? 
Yeah, I, I think I'd say that the number one thing um, that I tell my clients, and of course I also do, is to make sure that you're eating regularly and enough. Um, often we don't actually eat enough. Um, so making sure that we're eating every three to four hours to keep our blood sugar nice and stable, because when you're in your luteal phase, you're more susceptible to blood sugar imbalance, um, which can feel very much like an anxiety attack at times. So when we're fully nourished, um, eating lots of protein, healthy fat, complex carbs, um, it's going to make a difference in your overall health and well-being. Besides that, we know that we're um, more susceptible to sleep to disturbances in our luteal phase and our menstrual phase. So what can we do to set up our bedtime routine Mm -hmm. to, you know, um, ensure that we are getting quality sleep? Um, And then little things like, you know, don't fill up your schedule. See what you can put on the back burner um, and like really, um, you know, amping up your self-care routine. Um, And if you're still struggling, you know, get support because there's definitely vitamins and minerals that you can take and supplements that you can take um, to help um, with the luteal phase, but it'll be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's also so true. We're all unique bio-individual being. So like what works for your best friends might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about experimenting and seeing what your body responds best to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would love to tell the audience a little bit about this workshop that we are hosting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of what we talked about during this conversation is applicable to what we'll be discussing in this workshop. We're going to be talking about cycle syncing our exercise specifically and how you can get your cycle to work for you and maybe do less and achieve more um, and really unlearn. I think this is such a golden nugget of just like how to think about it, unlearning these like pre-programmed ideas we have about what it means to be fit and how you should be exercising. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about how you had to unlearn exercise and how you um, teach about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, Which was probably one of the biggest unlearnings that I had to um, unlearn. Um, But basically, you know, we're kind of conditioned to believe that we should be the same every single day. We should be able to do our HIIT workout the same, push ourselves. And I used to grind myself to the floor to the point where I would get injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, you know, I've hurt my knees. I didn't know the, didn't, you know, it was like no pain, no gain is what we always learn. Um And so once I started to listen to my cycle and work um, in terms of moving my body, um, you know, it just invites a little bit more self-compassion into Mm -hmm. a movement routine because we don't need to be pushing ourselves until we get injured. (laughs) We don't need to be, you know, feeling guilty for resting because that's equally as important to working out. Um, And so I teach um, my clients in my community how to, you know, move in relation to the menstrual cycle and really develop a um, workout program that works for them 
um, specifically by tracking um, their cycle, tracking how fast they recover, what their recovery is like, how depleted they feel after workouts or energized, Mm -hmm. um, and then tailor it to them. I love that. Yeah, I think I really had to unlearn a lot too. You mentioned you were a competitive cheerleader. I was um, in the professional ballet world for a long time and it's just a constant grind. You're constantly feeling like you need to be keeping up or cross training or, you know, staying in shape. And it's, it can be really intense exercise day in, day out. And I think I, you know, as a young woman in my late teen years and early twenties, you know, your body is resilient enough to keep up with that mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. But I know that as I started to get older and, you know, there's other stressors in my life, I started to notice that it almost felt like no matter how much work I put in, I wasn't seeing the results that I thought mm-hmm. I should be seeing, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. it wasn't equalizing for the work I was putting in the results that I was seeing. And it, became really frustrating for me for several years, even after I stopped dancing. And then I kind of started dabbling in the fitness world, working at a spin studio, getting Pilates certified and having that light bulb moment of realizing, Oh, my body's not feeling the same. My energy is not the same every day of the month, every day of my cycle was, um, almost validating (laughs) in a way. I don't really love to use the word validation, but it's, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, And it's almost like you get this permission to take a step back to like ease off a little bit. And (laughs) for me, once I started to do that, you know, it was like, oh, everything is working better now. And I had so much less pressure on myself. And I think that that was a really big piece of it, taking that pressure that we put on ourselves off the table and then just being in your body and meeting it where it's at every day makes such a difference in how we're able to relate with exercise and find joy in moving our bodies. So mm-hmm. I think that that is going to be a big part of what we discuss in this workshop. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Cause you know, although we've been taught, you know, all of these kind of negative things about exercise, you know, no excuses and, you know, all of that (laughs) bro (laughs) mentality, Um, we can approach movement from a very joyful and compassionate place while still kicking our butt sometimes. We're not expecting, you know, us to just, you know, lay on the beach all day. No, Mm -hmm. it's like, where can we find that happy medium and balance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think kind of throwing away to the idea that we are small men, because obviously we're biologically very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, up until, you know, very recently, most studies and things were done on men. And so it's just like, okay, just kind of scale it back. If you're a woman or like, you know, cut this percentage or whatever. And that mm-hmm. means it's like, okay, for a woman. Um, so really accepting, you know, who we are, I think is a huge part of this journey. So during the workshop, let's talk about kind of what the format is going to be. We're going to kind of break it up. We're going to talk about all four phases of the menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So if you're not familiar with the phases yet, don't worry if this is like a totally new idea to you, this is a great place to start. Caitlin uh, is going to be kind of 
breaking down, giving us a little bit more of a presentation on what's going on during the phases. And then we're going to be doing a short burst of movement that are phase specific. So we're staying really engaged and really active throughout the whole thing. And hopefully you'll feel this energetic wave that we go through throughout the cycle. Yeah. So it'll be a good mix of, you know, education, but then also getting a taste of what it would mean to implement as well. And I think it'll be just a really fun way to connect with this community. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, for me, maybe I don't have a lot of people in my real world circle that are cycle syncing, but if this is something that you want to commit to in your life, finding a community that's supportive of it is really helpful. So I am excited to be able to connect with more women this way and share this joy of movement and cyclical living with them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you have any other bits of knowledge you want to leave the audience with? Mm, just that, especially if you're just, you know, starting out, the easiest way to start to tune into yourself is when you wake up every morning, ask yourself, how am I feeling today and what do I need? Because, you know, we can give you all sorts of advice. We can give you all sorts of guidelines. But at the end of the day, this is your experience. And the more that you tune into what you actually desire and want um, and give that to yourself, the more in tune with your body you'll be. Beautifully said. Mm -hmm. Love that. Well, I know you said that you hang out most of the time on TikTok. Where can we connect with you? Yes. So um, on TikTok and Instagram at Consciously Kate, um, my website's Consciously Kate. um, And yeah, those are the, those are, I guess, the three places. Awesome. Well, I will link all that in the show notes for our audience. And we'll also um, have a link to sign up for the workshop in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spring to Life podcast. And you might have heard a little cameo by my dog Hilda in the background. So thanks to her. Um, Please check out the show notes for uh, ways to connect with Consciously Kate. She's awesome. She shares really great and entertaining educational content. And if you're interested in attending our workshop, that link is down below in the show notes. And we would love to have you there.